0: Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. So we've been in a series, the after party. We've been talking about the celebration after the main event. And how do you keep the celebrating going even after the main event's over? So you might have some incredible seasons in your life. We talked about how God is a God of seasons. You might be in summer where it's amazing. everything's alive. You're going to the beach, going on vacay, right? Everybody's off of school like you're just having a blast. Some parents are like, I'm ready for school to begin again. (laughs) And you don't know where you are in season, but your season is amazing. And you have this main event. It's a miracle of God, it's the favor of God just pouring out maybe on your finances or your business or your school, and it's just going phenomenal. And then you hit the middle space. Now, what a lot of people don't warn you about, and maybe even in Christianity we don't do enough of this, is talk about the middle space. Because we always talk about the faith of God and the miracles of God and the touch of God and the movement of God and all this stuff. But what about the middle space? And not that God's not moving. But it's just that we don't see it. It's that we don't feel it. If you've ever planted a seed, you know, we have these urban gardens in the city. If you've ever planted a seed, the majority of the work that goes into growing that thing happens underneath the surface. You can't see it. There's a lot of things that are developing and dying and peeling away. A new life is sprouting up, but a lot of that season is done underground where we can't see it. And so how do you keep the after party, the celebration after the main event going when you're in the middle space, when you're in the valley, when you have those unanswered prayers, and you're like, God, where are you? And you actually say things like, I think I might just give up. This might be it for me. I can't go on like this. And I don't know if you've ever been there in your life where you feel nothing. You don't feel maybe even maybe, uh, bold enough to say maybe you don't even feel his presence at times. And you feel like your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. You know, what do we do? How do we keep that celebration going? And we talked about how we always got to keep in the rearview mirror what God has done. Because how many know that when you remember what he's done, it builds your faith for what he can do. And when we, when we remember the miracles that happened, and so us, our family, we started this incredible thing called a manna jar. And we took it, we stole it, we totally stole it out of the Bible. Uh, it's from the story of Moses and the Israelites when manna came on the earth, and Moses told everybody, grab some miracle, grab some of that manna, stick it in a jar so that the generations coming can look at manna in a jar and say, why do you have that in a jar? And you can explain this is what God can do. So you pull things out. You know, you pull things out like like these headphones, you know, and these headphones don't mean anything to you, but this is manna to me. And a lot of you have manna that looks different. And this represents when uh, I had nodules on my vocal cords. I told uh, somebody a couple of weeks ago. I had nodules on my vocal cords, and I couldn't speak, and, and I was going to have to do surgery, and the, the, the doctors said that I would never be able to talk or sing or speak well, and, It was just going to be a whispering uh, ordeal my entire life. Can you imagine me as a (laughs) whisperer? That's silly. My wife sometimes would be like, that would be amazing. Um, But this represents a miracle because we prayed and God healed me. And so we stuck this manna in a jar so that when Zion and I, my kids, come and say, Dad, what's headphones going on? I can say, man, sit down. Let me tell you a story about how God showed up. What we're doing is we're putting in our rearview mirror, The things of God. So we can look back and say, look at what he did. So any mountain that we're up against, any prayer that we're praying right now, any middle space or valley we find ourselves in, any winter season we find ourselves in, we look back and we say, look at what God did in summer. Look at what God did in spring. And he'll do it again. He's a faithful God of seasons. And I'm just in a season right now. And so we fix our eyes On what he's done. We keep it in front of us. And that's why we have a bunch of jars up here, by the way. We're not just, we're not gonna can tomatoes afterwards or anything. Nothing weird like that. We're not gonna drink the Kool-Aid, right? (laughs) We're we're gonna, we're gonna. I I put these up here because we started a man a jar years ago in our family. And so we wanted to start a tradition through this, through this series. And so a bunch have already grabbed some jars and started that tradition. We're hearing stories. They're like, we have so much we had to get a bigger jar. I love hearing that. I love it because we started out with this. This was our first jar, and then we moved up. We upgraded. We had to go and and upgrade a little bit, and then finally we're on this. I think someday we're actually going to have to get a a see-through trash can or something to hold all the miracles because we're a part of a church that believes God can move and does miracles today. And so when you're in a space like that, how many know faith increases faith, right? Stories multiply stories. Testimonies multiply testimonies. That's why everywhere you go, you got to share what God's doing. With your family, always be talking about it. Always be talking about it. That's why this series is so dear to me and Ashley and our family. It's because when you choose to celebrate, when you choose to, to, to live in the art of celebration at all times, you elevate what God can do and will do. In your guys' life, in your family, in your job. Man, if you walk into your job and instead of, see, some of us, we, we get in the habit of complaining instead of the habit of celebrating, right? How many are, are guilty? I am guilty as charged. Sometimes I can get in the habit of complaining to where when I go into a situation, if it's not exactly what I thought it was, and, and you know, Lord help me in this because this is one of my things, man. I, I'm working on it. praying through. Because when it doesn't meet my expectations, my immediate is complaining. <gasps> you ever do that? Not, words, you don't even need words. <gasps> That's my thing. Like, really? Really? That is not. What I wanted to happen. And so we get in the art of complaining instead of choosing the art of celebration. When we start getting in the art of celebration, we start celebrating God instead of yelling at Him, God, where are you? Instead of that, we say, God, thank you for what you've already done. If you don't do another thing for me, your salvation was enough. Right? If you don't do another thing, I'm breathing, I'm walking, I have a job, I have money, I have a roof over my head. You know? And if I don't have anything of those things in place, I'm living. That's a big deal. So God, thank you. Thank you. When we we get in the art of celebration, what you start to do is you build up your faith. You start building up your faith and those around you. So saying, look what the Lord did. Look what he did. And so today, I want to talk about what you spotlight. What you spotlight. And this could be a huge game changer for you. I know it was for me um, because a lot of times we come into life and we get our handy-dandy spotlight out, right? You guys look good today. And we start spotlighting things, and it's the things we're focused on. And so uh, I'm an observer. So everywhere I go into, I'm checking out what's wrong with the place. (laughs) It's my OCD. It really is. Because I'm like, oh, my word, there's trash holding that table up. Immediately. Immediately. I, s- I came in this morning, and that was the first thing I saw. Oh, that table must be broken, because they have trash holding it up. Um, and so I, I, notice, I notice a lot of things. I start spotlighting things. Um, it, it makes me a really good videographer, because I notice everything, right? I'm like, oh no, say that again. Uh, ooh, nah, that's not going to work. And, and so I, I start spotlighting. The, and we do this in our lives too, right? Uh, when you get in a relationship, you start spotlighting things. Oh, what is that? Is, the, is, that, the way, is that the way your dad was? Is that, is that the way your dad always did it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're not cooking like my mom used to cook. Right? We start spotlighting the funniest things, right? We spotlight things. Man, it's raining outside. Look at the rain. What a terrible day. It's raining. Ew, gross. It's too hot. This is way too hot. Humidity is nasty. Oh my word, it's snowing? Gross. Ew, I hate snow. Look at this traffic. This traffic is terrible. Oh my word, traffic was a bear. Okay, I showed up. My boss was in a terrible, we start spotlighting things, right? And it's what we hold a spotlight over. Well, I'm really struggling right now. I'm really just going through it. We don't have enough to meet you know, the the thing. And we start spotlighting things. And not that they're not facts. Because I want you to hear that. Because it's a huge thing that I, I had to deal with with God. But I'm like, God, it's there. I can't. We can't. We don't have enough. This is reality. So you can't fight reality. This isn't a changing of reality. This is a changing of what you spotlight. Because life happens. Life comes at you. And I don't know if you've ever been there. But life can hit hard sometimes where you're like you have to take a double take and you look at each other like did we survive that because that was a massive blow and my family felt it my kids felt it there's no way nobody else felt that and maybe on the outside you look okay but man on the inside you you got hit hard And so life happens it it happens all the time Um, but a lot of times what we do in life is we have two is that right if I get whiteboard on you? I feel like I'm at school now. We're about to go into school, so maybe I'm prepping some of you, you know? You have to get in the mindset. And so you have two aspects of your life. You have the visible. And you have the Invisible. And Lord help me with this because I'm not the best artist or the best handwriting, so hopefully you can read. You have two aspects of your life, and, and a lot of times what we do is everything that comes out of our mouth, everything that we speak or celebrate or whatever, we put into the visible. And so it's what we spotlight. It's, it's everything that we, we put it in our scopes. And so we, we notice the flaws of our significant other, and so we put it in the visible, right? We, we don't have enough. And so we start to put it in um, the visible. And so you have things like uh, stress. You know, that's a big one. Anybody deal with stress? Yeah? I think we all do, right? But we start spotlighting it. And we start talking about it all the time. And it's something that's always on our mouth. It's always in our language. It's always anybody who talks to us hears about our stress. We're so stressed out, it's a little bit much, my work, my job, my school, my my wife, my husband, whatever it is, we have that. Then uh, there are things like uh, doubt. So you might doubt because maybe things aren't aligning the way you thought they would. So you start doubting the things you're hearing because you're hearing God is a good God. He's got good things. He loves you. He's have faith, believe in miracles, pray. And then you find yourself in the middle space because we don't talk about it enough. Honestly, we don't. We don't talk about it enough. You find yourself in the middle space because that's like 80% of your life is in that middle space. And you're going towards the mountaintop, but you don't feel it, so you start doubting. So you speak those doubts. I don't know. I don't know if God's real. I don't know if he can hear me. How could a good God allow that to happen? Right? So he's a good God? So we start doubting and we make it visible. We start spotlighting it. Uh, things like failure. You talk about your failures. This was a big one for me um, because I hate failing. I hate it. I hate losing. <laughs> You'll know this if you ever play sports with me. I hate losing. Hate it. I can't stand it. That's what drives us so much. Because me and my wife are the same way. We hate losing, so we're like, we will succeed and we will do it well. Um, But sometimes we can talk about our failures all the time when we bring it up. And so we make it, we take it from invisible to visible because it's something that's always there. The Invisible are the things that are like, they are a reality, right? They're the things that are going. But uh, whatever we choose to spotlight, we make it visible in our lives and in our minds and our hearts and those around us. Then we make it a reality uh, for who we are. Um, The last thing uh, that you can put up here is uh, your struggle. Not the last thing. There's a bunch of things you can put up here. I'm just putting four things as, as an example but the struggle, because the struggle is real. Struggle's struggle is real. And so we have a lot of struggles in our life. And so you struggle to make ends meet. You struggle to raise your kids well. You struggle to make your relationship work. You struggle, you struggle, you struggle. And so a lot of times when we start celebrating that, when we start, not, and, and not celebrate, hear, hear me on this. It's not that you celebrate it, but whatever you put your mouth and voice to, you start to elevate it. Right, and so you start to spotlight it. Struggles, real, bro. Hashtag, I'm just making it. Right, and, oh man, my job, my wife, you don't even know, man. We start spotlighting. We start looking at the negative and the things, and we start we start elevating those things to become the visible. And you know what happens is, then the reality, and and, and this is what happens is is the reality is, God, right he's a good God. He's always at work. We learned he's, he's a faithful God. He's a God of seasons, right? You might find yourself in winter and life stinks. Like, what is this? Let me just encourage you, winter doesn't last forever. It's a season. And so that's what you can rely on as a God. It's a faithful God. He's always working. He's always in seasons. He's taking you from season to season. You might be in winter, but good news, spring's coming. And after spring, bountiful summer hallelujah i love summer but then you got to go through fall because some things have to be removed you got to go through winter because some things have to die some things got to die so that you can have new life and god can do something new in you and it's a that's a faithful thing going on but sometimes we don't talk about god or the things of god we don't celebrate what he's done and so god becomes the invisible it's going on but he's not a reality to us We don't celebrate him. We don't elevate him. He's just there. And so he does nothing for our actual visible. Because our visible is the struggle's real. I've failed so many times of doubt and I don't even know if God's there. And life is stressful. And that's our reality. Because we've spotlighted it. Another thing is uh, miracles. Now, by show of hands, and don't you know, don't be weird or anything, but like, don't feel weird, but like, how many have experienced a miracle in your life? Yeah, maybe physical, financially, yeah, emotionally, awesome, so you've experienced a miracle, so miracles are real, they are, you can't explain them, they're in the supernatural realm, and it's just incredible, but they're always there, but a lot of times, we don't talk about it, we don't share it enough. We don't celebrate it. We don't have the manajar in our house. We don't have the uh, the stories out all the time, and so it becomes a part of the invisible. It's a reality, but it's not in our everyday life. This this hair is killing me, guys. Let me just whew, just work on it. The hairspray didn't do it today. Another thing is a uh, favor. The favor. The favor factor. Now. Uh, let me just talk to this for a second i don't like to stay on this part but favor comes with generosity you can't have favor unless you're generous and this isn't just money this is time talent treasure right so for those of you that are generous you get this you get the favor factor everybody the relationships flow The network flows, the resources flow, why? Because you have favor factor, you're giving away, and so in that generosity, you have favor everywhere you go. So favor is a huge factor everywhere in your life. It's a a reality. Now, I just wanna explain, this is why I went here, because if you're not generous, you don't experience favor, and so you don't get this, okay? So this isn't a part of your reality. But if you are working in that time, talent, treasure, how am I giving back, how am I getting involved, you get this. And so favor is a reality for you. But sometimes we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it enough. What well, God has blessed us with. Because the, the struggle overpowers the favor and our language and what we talk about. Because reality is I'm in this middle space. But if we can look back, we, just, we got this random check in the mail. Right? I got so many clients, I can't handle them all. Right? But I'm in this middle space. There's this dry season. Yeah, but look back at summer. Look at what God did. Look at what he can do, right? And so we're stuck in this middle space. So the struggle becomes a thing we're vocal about, and the favor just becomes something that's invisible. The last thing I want to uh, do is uh, blessings, and this kind of goes along with it. But the blessings, so favor is, a, is a, it's a principle in motion, if you would, right? Favor's just going on. Blessings come with the favor. So blessings aren't the thing that we reach for. We reach for favor, because blessings come tagged on to favor. Is that good? We don't, we don't search God for his hand. We search him for his heart. Because in his heart is the favor that comes with the hand of blessing. Right? We seek his face. Because we want to get to know our Father. Because in that relationship, the favor factor happens, and then the blessings flow. So all of this goes together, right? So if you're if you're seeking God, He gives miracles. You're given generously. Favor comes with you, and blessings comes with that. That's all great. But a lot of times when we spotlight all the rest of this stuff, this becomes our reality. We're struggling, failures who doubt. Because we got tons of stress in our lives, and that is our visible. Does this sound familiar? But this is reality. And what would happen if we started to switch these? What would happen if we flip flopped? And instead of instead of all these things being the things we talk about, let them be a reality, but let them be a reality in the invisible. Let them just be going on. And then the things we we choose to elevate are the things of God and the miracles that he's done and the favor factor. Be like, oh, you last season was insane. God poured it out. I couldn't even handle it. Me and my wife were laughing. We were, we were literally laughing at each other saying, what the jazz is happening? This must be what it means when it's pouring out. Like God's making it rain. And so we choose to elevate that. We spotlight what God's doing. We say, check out what the Lord has done. That's why we have a manna jar. I mean, this, this is the absolute why we have this is because what we're trying to do is a reality might be. There's a little bit of struggle in there. And yes, I have failed. Yeah, we've all failed. Yes, sometimes I do have some doubt. There are days where I wake up and I'm like, listen, God, I need to hear you just a little bit because I'm just a, I'm human a little bit here. And I need that, right? And there is some stress. There's a lot of days we wake up and, man, it's like, I don't know if I can do this again. But what we choose to do is we choose to put the spotlight over God, His miracles, the favor, all the blessings, because when you do that, you multiply it. You make it visible. It becomes your reality. And that's why when you walk with Jesus, it's not that life changes. It's that you change. This has everything to do with you and almost nothing to do with your life. Does that make sense? I I don't know if that makes sense. It has everything to do with what's inside of you, not everything to do with what's outside of you. Because the storms of life will come. The seasons, we talked about that. Seasons do come. So when you get to winter, if what's inside of you is struggle, failure, doubt, and stress, you're going to crumble. You're going to absolutely come to the end of yourself and say, God, I cannot do this anymore. You're right, you can't. But when we start to elevate and spotlight what God has done and say, wow, I know I'm going through this middle space. But, man, I remember when I had those nodules and I couldn't even talk. And look at what the Lord has done. And, God, you're going to do it again. You're going to do it again. And, man, I remember that time when we were, we were looking around saying, what do you want us to do? And you showed us, imp- you know, and you just start pulling them out. And, you know, I remember that one time we were looking uh, because this happened in our lives. There's a really good scripture I can't skip over. Psalm 77, verse 8. Write it down. Go to it. It's really good. Psalm 77, verse 8. And this is such a good scripture because it shows reality. I love when scripture does that. Listen to the first part of this. Verse 8. This is so us. Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Maybe we don't use these terms, but a lot of times we'll look at the heavens and say, God, where are you? Have you forgotten about me? Have you forgotten that I'm your child? Where are you? And verse 10, then I thought, To this I will appeal. I love this scripture so much. Can I camp here just for a second? There are a lot of things in your life you need to appeal with the things of God because reality sets in sometimes and it becomes our reality, but we need to appeal what's going on with what's going on in the heavens because what's going down here on earth isn't a reality if you're a child of the king, right? It's things that are going on. Yes, yes, and life is real. The struggle is real. I get that. But the reality for a child of God is that we live in a whole different realm. We live with a whole different power. We live with a whole different source of strength, a source of of peace and wisdom. Amen? Come on, we live in that whole different realm. And so he says, to this I appeal The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I will spotlight what God has done. I will bring up to my remembrance. Hey, remember when God did? Remember when he showed up? Remember when he poured out so much? I remember that. And so he says, I will remember when he stretched out his right hand. I'll remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. Sometimes winter feels like it's been going on for so long. Man, God, long ago I remember when you stretched out your right hand and you poured out miracles on my life. Verse 12 says, I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. And it is a spotlighting thing. God, you are a God who does miracles. You are a God who is able. You are a God who has done great things and can do great things. David was speaking with a faith, saying, I remember what you did. And though I find myself saying, God, have you forgotten to be merciful to me? Because I find myself in winter, and it's cold. It's cold. I got black toes because of frostbite. Like, it's cold. Where are you? And David said, I've got to appeal this because my reality has become stress and doubt and failure and struggle. And, God, I've made this into my visible. But, Lord, I appeal it right now. And I remember back to what you did. I put an elevation what you, your miracles, your power, your, your absolute showing up. You never failed me, God. And I put that on spotlight. I start to celebrate it. Oh, this thing die? That thing happens to you too. There are a lot of times in life where your light goes out and you got to charge back up. You know what I'm saying? And you got to find someone else who has batteries. That's why we do life together. A lot of times, I might be going through a season where I can't see the reality of who God is. So my boy Cliff calls me. Hey, I've been thinking about you. How you doing? Bro, it's cold. It's really cold. I can't see him right now. I can't hear him. And what's Cliff do? He starts drilling in who God is. Boy, don't you remember what God did? Don't you remember the miracles of God? Don't you remember the faithfulness of God? That's doing life together. All of a sudden you start saying, oh yeah, that's right. That's right, boy. Let's get it. Come on, that's right. God is a God who can do all. He's going to inspire dreams in my heart in this season because of what he already did. And what he can do. But it's what we choose to celebrate. In Psalms chapter 86, verse 8. And I close with this. Among the gods... There's none like you, Lord. No deeds can compare to yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name for you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. And check out verse 11. This is my prayer. Teach me your way, O Lord. Now, what if? We made that a part of our normal conversation with God. Teach me your way. Teach me your way. Though I find myself in a situation that I don't understand, teach me your way. Show me the art of the after party. Show me how to celebrate in the middle space when I don't feel you When I can't see reality for what it truly is in that space, teach me your ways. What would happen to our faith if we started seeing what God sees? We started stepping back and saying, God, teach me your ways. And he showed us, look, this is what I've been doing in you. I've been putting all the pieces of your life together for these moments that I'm training you and preparing you for where I want to take you. And so we trust in him. We say, God, teach us your ways. Teach us your ways. He says, teach me your ways, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart. Don't let me be divided. Don't let me know that you're real, believe in miracles, have the favor going on. But I'm all focused on struggle, failure, doubt, stress. I'm, I'm focused on the, 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 my reality. God, help me not to be un- divided. Help me to be all in what you're doing and what you can do, God. Help me not to be divided that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord, my God, with my whole heart. I will glorify your name forever. And I don't know where you are today, how you came into this place. If you're on that journey towards Jesus, if you're finding yourself in the middle space, and maybe, just maybe even this week, last month, whatever, this year, you've even said those words, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up. You're like, Lige, listen, I'm struggling. I, I, I see, all I can see is my failures. In fact, my family My wife, you know, my significant other, my husband, like, that's all they point out is my failures. My mom and dad I can never live up to, I can never amount to, because that's going on. And maybe you find yourself in this space, but I want to invite you to just rest in who Jesus is today. I don't know if you've come into here, like, even come to the point where you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but can I tell you, he's the only one that can fill the void in our lives. There's that void, man, that void where it's like you try certain things to fill it, but you can't because it's a, it's a hole made by the Savior. When, when we're away from him, we have this void that can't be filled by anything else than him. And today, we're going to celebrate in baptism, going from death to life, and it's, it's those that have given their heart to Jesus, and he's changed them. And brought them into this whole new life. I love what Jesus doesn't just save us from our sin. He saves us to our future. Isn't that amazing? God just doesn't save us from our past, you know. I can't do that no more. (laughs) Like, yo, get out of that that focus because that's not what it's about. It's about what God saved you to. He wants to let you come alive to your purpose of why you're here. He wants to make you the greatest husband, the greatest wife, the greatest student you could ever be. Because he wants to get involved in your life. I don't know where you are today in that journey, but I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If that's you, and you say, Lodge, I want to accept Jesus into my heart today, I just want you to stand to your feet. And say, that's me. That's me. I want to step into this relationship with Jesus. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, come on. Give it up for Jesus, for who he is, because he's amazing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that God is going to do an incredible things in our life as we choose to spotlight what he can do what he has done, amen? As we move things from the invisible up to the visible, we'll see his power and mighty hand in our lives, his faithfulness as we pray. God, teach me your ways. Let us see your faithfulness. Can we pray that together? God, we love you so much, and I thank you for these in this room. You would pour out your spirit on their lives. You would show them your hand at work. God, for some of us in this room that are going through that middle space where we feel like giving up or we feel like we can't uh, truly, fully experience who you are, help us to rely on your faithfulness and rely on what you can do and have done. Jesus, today we celebrate you. We celebrate your power, your might, that you are a God on the throne. You are a God that does amazing, miraculous things. And so today we choose to celebrate you, God. I pray for all of these in this room, wherever they are in their journey, you would lead and guide them. Show them the path that you want them to follow. Open their eyes to see. Let them know that you are there and you love them so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to move into a time of, of worship through our giving. And it's an opportunity to get involved with what God's doing. I want to thank you for everybody who who gives uh, regularly to this church. Uh, Man, it's amazing to see the life change happen. Today we get to celebrate that, man. After the second experience, we're going to be out there baptizing. It's incredible to see what God is doing. We were able to go to uh, the Temple Fest these last couple days and just get to bless students. Man, just get to give them coffee and tell them how amazing they are. We had a team out there amazing from Chi Alpha. We're partnering with Chi Alpha and Temple Campus. And it was incredible to see how many people walked away, maybe walked up a little bit like, and then walked away like, woo, let's do this thing. Because the life of Christ that's in us. So thank you for being such a generous church that we are maximizing and giving value to everywhere we go. Amen? Come on. All right, prepare what you're doing. Grab your gift. Let's pray over our gifts that God would make it go further than we could ever make it go on our own. Jesus, we trust you, and we love you, and that's why we plant seed in good soil. We give it to you and pray that your hands would make it go further than it could ever go before, uh, that we could make it go, God. I pray for generosity to pave the way for change in our city. And God, things that haven't been able to be accomplished for years would be done because your people are getting involved. God, I pray that as we give our time, talent, and treasure, you would bless it and turn it into life change. In your name we pray. Everybody said, amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischange.phl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.